the Tea Health Show, medical lifestyle show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Tea Health Show. I'm Chris Haven Smith. It's wonderful to be with you as usual on these beautiful Wednesday mornings. Sitting in front of me, I have the gorgeous and stunning and wonderful Dr. Mark Opperman. You flatter me. Good morning, Chris. And with us, of course, we have Sister Elsa. Elise. Oh, Elise, why did I say Elsa? Oh, I was thinking of Frozen. Sorry, that's why. <laughs> why did I say that? Gosh, weird, 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 weird. Hello, how are you all this morning? Good, thanks. That's thanks, good. Right, what are we talking about today, Mark? Sexual rejuvenation in females. And I actually want to change the subject and say sexual revolution. In females, we need one again. I'm about to burn my bra just listening to that. Well, you know what? Didn't that happen? Elise, you said this morning, 70 years ago. Correct, 1960s. In the 1960s, there was a sexual revolution, and we need another one. You know what? What? Yeah. What we do not do often enough is speak about sex and. Um, Sexual functioning, you know, we bombarded with it on on every level. Just go on to any, type in anything on a Google search and somewhere there will be something on that topic that is related to sex. But no one ever speaks about sexual dysfunction and how and what we can do to prevent and um, restore normal functioning. Well, I mean that's absolutely what what we need. And and, and I mean talking about the sexual re- revolution, I think that in context it's imp- it's important again to be talking about this. You know, we had the sexual revolution of the sixties and all of that. And then in the 80s, we were hammered with HIV and AIDS. And I, and I think that the, the conversations changed around sex very, very definitely be- oh, because yeah. it, be- it became health related mm. and, and how to s- protect yourself. And I think for a lot of people, it became a very, um, uh, how can I, how can I put it? It, it, sex, sex became almost transactional. You know, you, you had to talk about, okay, are you wearing a condom? D- do you do this? Blah, blah, blah. What am, what are we going to do? And it, so, so it, it became a, a less spontaneous. And, and oh, well, you know what? I, I, I think one of the things that I would have loved to, to be a grown up in the, in, in the 60s and 70s or the 70s. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what, uh, as a gay man, uh, you know what, I think it must have been awesome. Uh, the only problem was that there was persecution. Oh um, yes, absolutely. But, but now, you know what, and then we got confronted with the AIDS pandemic. Uh, we still have it. And you know what, South Africa, it's one of the highest infection rates in the world. Well, we're the epicenter of the epidemic, and and it's sub-Saharan Africa. It's known. We this is where it's 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 at, um, and and f- yeah, I mean that's that's where it's at. At so the moment. what what brought about such a, a a big change? I think is the fact that there's free treatment that's available. Sure, and that you know what we have drugs now that works. Preventatively, yes. Um, and well, I mean, you know, that, that is that's immediately has changed um, sex, especially amongst men. Um, Absolutely, you know, I'm it, noticing again, it. I'm noticing it very much in in that. It's that becoming a are. more a more, um, and this is a dangerous term. Um, free fall. Yes, yeah. It's a, it it feels to me now. I'm slightly older than you. Quite a lot, slightly older than you. <laughs> but but it it has that late seventies, early eighties feel about it, where where it was a free. You know, you, you've t- you've taken a danger off the off the table to a certain extent. To a certain extent, uh, you know. But and unfortunately, the danger of. Uh, recreational drugs now is is rife. Absolutely, but, and then th- th- and then what what we're not taking into account, of course, are other STDs. 
And that's a big part. So I want to bring Elise in here. Yes. And Elise, we, this is men. Um, we need to start talking about women and women's sexuality. It's not something that we're doing. Um, I, Chris and I have been on various radio platforms over the years. Um, and still, Afrikaans radio stations, specifically Aris Gheer, Radio Sone Grense, of mensen. Um, refuse to talk about this. You cannot talk about sex openly mm. um, on, on certain radio stations. It cannot be spoken about openly in certain magazines. And these are really the Afrikaans, more Afrikaans cultured magazines. Um, but it's also in the Afrikaans culture where we see such a repression of, of sexual education, I want to say, in young women. What are your thoughts about this? I think uh, from my side, I always thought it's an Afrikaans conservative thing. But the patients that we see in our clinic are... 70% English patients as well It's true And I picked up on their side And it's a, it's an age group It's not a specific Culture um, group, it's an age group It's an age group And if I can age that group mm. It's from 40 to 65 years old I want to make it slightly younger I want to say actually <clears throat> 35 Yeah So and that's my experience. And, and I think that's why I think why we decided to speak about this. Um, patients come in in our clinic and say, I feel this. And, and this is symptoms that we've discussed previously on our different platforms. It's the energy. It's the mood. It's not, um, I can't tolerate my husband. Da, 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 da. All Lack those of things. libido. Lack of libido. Low sex drive. And they think they must come in. To have a vaginal rejuvenation procedure because that's what out, what's out there in the world. It's a new procedure. It's what's going mm. to change my life. But you can't do a physical vaginal procedure without the mind being there as well. Hundred percent. I mean, that's that actually is quite a, quite a shock to me. It is. Is, a is, shock. is that is, is that? I mean, I I know amongst the a certain segment of the population, you know, they'll go for every brand new thing that that Correct. goes out, and and I know it's been a bit of a, buzz, a buzzword, the vaginal rejuvenation, but. You, you, you know the, the the thought that it's it's prevalent, and I thought it was very few ladies who really had a problem with, um, I don't know, labia that were too large or what, whatever you know, and or after lots of childbirth or you know that's when you'd go for it when there was something almost physiologically or aesthetically wrong, and that's when you would do it rather than. Um, you, you know that this is going to change my perception and how I'm going to. I think to what we've learned, and Dr. Mark can help me with this statement, is what we've learned is that because of the intimacy of our consultations with our patients, mm. we tend to get to that part of where they say, "Okay, but you know, actually, sexually, I felt like this twenty years ago in my in my marriage." Right. Um, I haven't felt this for 20 years. That's what I'm trying to it's, say. It's, it's, uh, what, Elise, uh, I apologize for interjecting, but oh my God, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary that we <clears throat> have women that's been in relationships, married, um, for such a long time that they have adult kids mm. who hate sex. Yes. Who performs sex as a, a, a marital obligation. Yeah, duty. It's your duty um, to have it. And because it, for them, they don't feel anything. If they do feel anything, a lot of the time it's discomfort. Mm. There's no joy. There's no passion. There's disconnect. Absolute. That's such a brilliant term. There's a sexual disconnect right. in our society between partners. And it's because we do not speak about this. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, for such a long time, it's. I I had a patient. Sorry, I, I'm going. I'm. I'll circle back to this. I had a patient in my office, and we've spoken about her before on this show on Monday. That at the moment is so disillusioned with her husband. Right. Um, she managed to go from someone who had real sexual health problems in the sense of um, a vagina that was um, perforated with mesh, etc., etc., due to operations that she's had um, to a point where actually, you know what, now sex for her on a regular basis is enjoyable. Yes, you, you, we have spoken. Yes, I remember that. And since this has happened, unfortunately, that that became an an issue of, oh my God, uh, if you can do it once a week and it's comfortable, now you have to do it five or six times a week. Sure, it's pleasurable. And suddenly, it's not. You know, so there's still is such. This from the, is this from the husband's perspective? Yeah. There's yeah. still such a chauvinistic attitude from men towards women. Sometimes I'm ashamed to be one. Mm. You know what? Um, yeah, I mean that's that that to, that to me is very indicative. And and, and uh, when we were talking earlier about women not enjoying sex, not getting any pleasure, it's painful. I was thinking generally, luckily they they probably because there's no passion, no build up, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, it's literally just the act that is is happening. That she's probably very happy that it's over in two minutes. Literally, but you know, I can also isn't that a form of sexual abuse? <clears throat> totally. Well, I just want to interject here as well and say. What I've realized through, through many consultations is women don't know to love, how to love themselves. And I mean masturbating. Mm. They don't know how to do it. They've never done it in their life. It's a taboo thing, you know. And that is our treatment plan as well, is to make them aware, listen, we can do this and this and this and this for you, but you need to bring your side as well. Right. I need you to masturbate. I need to you to discover yourself. I need you to love yourself in inverted commas. 100%. And then as soon as they know what they need and want and Enjoy. Mm. It's so much easier to give and to accept as well, and probably direct and direct. You, you, Correct. You, you know, you can't just assume that you, your partner knows what what you want and what what you need. You've got to say, "Yeah, that's feeling really good." Or, "Come on, let's change positions," or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> you know, it it immediately takes me to conversations that I have um, with, with people, friends. Uh, one night stands, if I could call them that. <laughs> because it, it, at least it's exactly that. Um, for me, when I was still in my clubbing years, and this is going, you know, a, a good 20 years back, um, I, I was very busy in the clubs, but I never went home with someone. But for me, the power was in getting someone to want to rip your clothes off. Because the moment that you actually do take your clothes off, it becomes complicated. This person doesn't know what I like and what I don't like, yeah. what I prefer and what, you know, what I, I immediately gets my back up. Um, and that I think is exactly the same for, for women. Mm. Um, you know, there is a little bit of backseat driving that, that needs to happen. Uh, not there, not that fast, not that hard. Um, you know, it's Slower, left, faster, faster, deeper, th- th- you know, all of that it's, sort of thing. Yeah. There's a beautiful episode of Friends, and I managed to catch it the other evening, um, where Monica uh, says, three, seven, three, seven, three, seven. Seven, seven, seven. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it is that, you know, it, where, where you need to give direction to your partner, but it's something that women don't speak about because, yeah. oh, you know, how do I, how do I call my clitoris? Yeah. You know, uh, not, don't touch that yet. Uh, touch something else. Mm. Uh, 
so let's talk about that. What what is that that we can do for women? Actually, let's start at the beginning. What is the problem? What do they present with? A woman comes in and says they they are discontent. With their lives at this stage They have no motivation They try and keep busy at work And not, not to go home Because there's no kids there now to to care for And the husband is busy with his golf And 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 and, and the, the biggest thing that I picked up Is that running away from the intimacy Because it's a Comfortable relationship I don't need to Think of his needs Anymore um, That's what I pick up with, with our Consultations but when you de- Delve deeper and you ask more Questions you, you get to that stage That it's actually an avoidance Strategy not to be Alone with a partner not to be in that Situation where he wants to Rip off my clothes but I'm not ready That type of um, um, Behavior We pick up or I pick up In the consultations We had that consultation on Monday Yes correct Where we had a 56 year old woman Who has never In her life Masturbated mm-hmm. it, it, I mean it, it's like in Ignoring Your body it's Girls like ignoring watch Sex in the City exactly. yeah. Go back Download Sex in the City Get the box set You know what Just I think it's more than that I think I think it's a It's a uh, ingrained thing in society Women are not allowed to be like that Yeah, and, and It's ingrained In the society And that's why you started the conversation This morning to say let's have A, a new revolution. sexual revolution yeah, yeah. Mm. Why not stand up For yourself Love yourself in a way that you enjoy And then it will the the relationship love will Just flow I, I don't know if you, if you remember On this show uh, I mentioned that there's two of our closest cousins that live in West Africa. Uh, there's the chimpanzees and there's the bonobos. Yes. Now, chimpanzees is a patriarchal society where the males rule. And they rule with violence um, and dominance. Mm, mm. And on the opposite side of the Congo River, there is the bonobos. Where it's a matriarchal society Which is ruled by females And it's all about sex There's never fights um, You know it, and, and just think about it We've, There's so many times that we say If women were in power in the world There will be less war mm-hmm. uh, It's shown clearly in the animal world So Elise, where do we start? I think we need to start as well um, back in the 60s when the first sexual revolution started or happened. The pull in inverted commas, the contraceptive pull were um, discovered or launched or whatever. And that's, they said, liberated women to be more sexually active and um, um, how do you Control. say Control. And they had control over Mm. the situation. Right. But what we didn't realize is the effect of what the pull had on the psyche of the woman when they took um, hormonal, that's hormones that you take too. Of course. And that is, I think, the biggest thing that we sit with today. Not that I'm saying don't take the pull. I'm saying find something that suits you. Yeah, not one size, not one size fits all. Not one size fits all. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to say today: is the sexual revolution that we talk about. There's so many things that you can do to prevent pregnancy. For instance, you've got the Mariana, that is a intrauterine device that stops you from um, conceiving. Uh, it's according to me, this is most probably one of the best inventions ever. Ever, 
for the simple reason, um, you know, it, it's a comfortable device to use, especially for women who had one pregnancy. It's a little bit more difficult for for women who has never fallen pregnant or never. Um, Gave birth mm. uh, because the uterus is a little bit small, um, but you know it, it's it's not a contraindication. Um, it takes away menstruation for five years, and the most beautiful thing about this is that the moment that we remove it, unlike other contraceptives, your cycle returns back to normal much quicker. So you know it, it's a it's a phenomenal. Uh, form of contraception. I think also what we would like to say today is find something that fits your lifestyle. Yes. That fits your hormonal profile, that fits your, your biorhythm. I don't know how to call this, but it's, I think people need to think about what they use at this stage for contraception. I mean, I've got a, I've got a young woman. My daughter's a young woman of 35. And I see what the different contraceptives do to her. You know, it doesn't work for her or it works for her or whatever. But people need to go out there and find and, and live their life in a way of Okay, this is not working for me. I don't need to accept that the doctor prescribed it for this for me. Um, I can maybe try something else. Okay, so let's let's quickly go into those, Elise. We have different forms of of contraception. Um, let's start with the most freely available ones, and those are your hormonal. Oral contraceptives And listen carefully I said hormonal Because they are hormones um, This morning on the on the show uh, That we had with Gareth Cliff You know what he asked me mm. Why do we have Such a decrease in testosterone in men And I want to say uh, It's because of hormones Female hormones That is Um Getting into our water systems, it's getting into um, our soils, etc., etc., etc. Now, um, you know, it is it uh, an obscure way for women to take over the world? Maybe, Pinky. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, brain. <laughs> so uh, it's it's um, you know, it, it's something to be actually think about. So we have the hormonal oral contraceptives, and those are not only prescribed for contraception; they're also prescribed for women with acne, for instance, mm. or for women with um, painful menstruations. Um, so that's one type. Then we have our intrauterine devices. Now, there's a couple of different ones on the market. Um, we mentioned the Mirena. Then there's things like the copper tea. Copper I don't tea know. is coming back. Copper tea was one of your first intrauterine devices that was used. It's coming back. It's available again. It worked well. Um, I, I can't... Out of personal experience Talk about it But I do know it works well Then we mustn't forget about your Your normal condoms The diaphragm And the diaphragm Female condoms The diaphragm And spermicides and Yes There's so many things mm. That doesn't interfere With your ph- physiological systems there's, That you can use You know what There's even Something that I find that every woman should be walking around with in her purse. And, uh, you know, for certain religious groups, this might uh, come as a shock, but there's something called the morning after pill. Correct. You know, and, oh, my God, what what a brilliant invention, according to me. But you know what? Let's get back to our constitution. Our constitution gives, gives us the freedom to decide if we want to have yes. a pregnancy or not. Just what what I wanted to say about the um, morning after pill is it prevents conception. Mm-hmm. You know, it, conception hasn't taken place. So there is nothing um, to be said about that. It prevents conception. Well, listen, I mean, from a from a religious perspective, and I grew up as a Catholic, conception, you, you know, life happens from the moment of, of con- conception. And if you are following strict 
church doctrine, you shouldn't be having sex where you, you need to use contraception per se. Per se. You, you, you know, you know what I'm, I'm saying. So it beca- it's, it's, it, that's a very fine point. But absolutely, conception hasn't taken place. Take the morning after pill. Makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Sorry, you, you, I, I, just an interjection. We're going back slightly. You're talking about taking the pill for um, acne, girls taking the pill, pill for acne. And, I mean, growing up in the late 70s, early 80s, girls who went on the pill for their acne, and I'm using air quotes here, we all used to look at them and go, oh, yeah. And it their was mother- called Diane. That's right. Mm-hmm. And it came in, and, and it was Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's circular you know there. The, the thing about it is Diane worked well. When I started in aesthetic medicine, I... You know, we still had Diane mm. back then. Is it still available? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I can't answer And that. then we started getting newer drugs out. And, you know, it was Yaz uh, that we prescribed for for skin problems. Um, it's still relevant today. And, you know, they're still active as contraceptions. But one contraception that we did forget is for injectables. Mm-hmm. Your norestorates oh, and yeah. uh, Depo-Provera. Uh, Dep- um, you know, it, those, those work well. And we, uh, you know, it, I remember, oh God, this is long ago, 25 years ago when I was still at, um, in med school, mm. um, doing uh, clinics and you know but that was the contraception of choice for African women yes for the simple reason in African society it's frowned upon it or back then in any case it was frowned upon to use contraception yeah. and if you were found with uh, contraceptive tablets you know it, uh, there was a severe repercussions for some of these but women. something also that happened those years is women were not allowed to go for a tubal ligation for sterilization without the with, consent with, of without the husband the consent of the husband and that's why Deepa Provera were so so um popular in those years thank god these things have changed but exactly so why don't we as women change with the times if that happened constitution changed everything changed why can't we accept that we can start being women a sexual being a sexual functional functional being i'm not saying go out there and be as liberated and it and um Promiscuity comes with its problems as well, but be STDs. Yeah, be who you are. Be the human in your core that you are. But you, but, you, but you know, you, you're saying that. But but we're talking about discovering sexual your own sexuality. Absolutely. And part of that discovering your own sexuality is realizing your boundaries, how far you are happy to go to. Mm-hmm. You, you you know, and that's why you're talking about promiscuity. If it's not part of your makeup or being. You're not going to be prom- promiscuous because you masturbate. Yeah, you, not at all. And, and, and please, you know what? Um, I when we grew up, Chris, and you will know this. At least I never knew. If you, I, I I don't think you ever used this on your on your kids. But you know, there was the term. Uh, you're going to get hair on your hands, mm. yeah. or you're going to go blind. Yeah. Uh, you know. Oh. I almost said something, one of if my favorite touch, words. If you touch so. a boy's hand, you're going to fall pregnant. Oh, yes. Or sit on a toilet seat, yes, public toilet you're seat. you're going to fall pregnant. So um, let's talk about the sexual dysfunction in women um, and what we can do for it. So I'm thinking about anorgasmia in younger people. In younger patients, those patients that has never had an orgasm and there's different types. There's anorgasmia through intercourse mm. uh, or through penetration. And then there's primary anorgasmia, women who, who haven't, who fails to achieve orgasm. Um, I think that's such a sad thing. Um, I mean, to, to my mind, I'm, I keep thinking, okay, what's, what's wrong? And, and is it the person they're with that isn't managing to get them to that point, isn't stimulating them enough, what, what, whatever? Is it a psychological 
problem with letting go, um, allowing the, the reactions to take place. What? But but it's huge. It's hugely sad. Something. Uh, I was in a consultation with Elise and a patient. Uh, <laughs> this was for me was news. Um, Elise asked, "How long does it take your husband to get you started?" I put myself, what? Um, and she said about five minutes. Um, <laughs> usually the act is done in about two. Yeah, do you, so, do you want a quickie or the full two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> so, Elise, just go back to that. Okay. I think, I think women understand when I ask that question. Mm. Now, for, for women, it's not the act alone. It is, a build up to that part of being intimate, mm. intimate, intimate. So, for instance, um, there's certain parts of a woman's body that's off limits for men, you know. And I'm not talking vaginas and breasts and stuff like that. It's, for instance, don't touch this roliki because you freak me out when you do that. You are allowed to touch my Don't worry. Breasts, we, uh, as gay boys, we have it as well. Yeah. <laughs> There's certain yeah, things it's, that it's a bit don't of go there. Dysmorphia. Absolutely. Dis- absolutely. Yeah. And, and this roliki is not part of what I want in the next 10 minutes. Yes. So ignore it. That's the, yeah. that's the thing. I want to have my perfect 10 body in my Correct. mind while and it's I'll, happening. And I'll if you're touching my roll. I'll in a certain position just to hide that for you. Yeah. But don't touch it. You know that up, and it's. I'm I'm making a joke of this, but this is a serious problem, Um, and I know men don't see it that way. I know for sure men don't see it that way, but it's especially heterosexual men. To to be honest, they they generally quite body okay. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's a it's a subconscious thing for a woman because of. What we see in the media And uh, what, you know this is the perfect Ten body this is how you Should look this is how you should act That type of thing And I think um, That's why I go back every consultation I tell them I'm going to teach you to love yourself From day one Because it does not matter How you look how you pose How you act It's how, what you want out of it That's yes. the that's the thing that I want to bring forth. You know what? <laughs> I, I go back, you know, to, uh, sorry, I have a bit of a didactic memory. Um, and in one episode of Sex in the City, again, Samantha says, if I RSVP to a party, I expect to come. <laughs> um, and you know, it, it is that. What Absolutely. do you want at the end of this? Yeah. Because if there's nothing in it for you, uh, why are you doing it? 100%. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely correct. So back to the, how long, uh, my question to that patient, how long does it get for your husband to get you started? Mm. Started means when does he get to engage your brain with what is going to happen? Maybe in an hour, maybe tonight. Mm. Because it's not a, Instant act for us women. Ah, is it, is it ah. that special? And see, this is the difference. Yes. Is it that special look over breakfast where Absolutely. you just look at each other and he maybe touches your hand or something? Absolutely. And, and you know that there's a promise and you can spend it's the, the day getting, you're talking about. getting yeah. it ready for ah. it. And we but, can, uh, we can, we can thrive on all that promises the whole day and the whole week without being intimate. Yes. But that is important. For, for okay. a man, sorry, Mark, for, for a man, it, it's quite simple. We have to decide, are we hungry or horny? <laughs> you, you know, what's going to satisfy us most? Sex or a sandwich? Sex. <laughs> and then we make a sandwich. It's always the same answer. <laughs> That's so cool. But, oh, my word. But, you know what? And let's bring this then back. Um, two, one of the biggest problems that we have in, in, in our, our clinic, and that's women with no libido. Mm. Where, where that look that you've just spoken about is ignored because I don't have 
a sexual desire at the moment. And Correct. that is a big problem. Mm. And this we start seeing, Elise, from actually a, quite a young age. I, I, you know, the more women we see in the practice, and we're doing that more and more and more, um, we're realizing that this is happening from about the mid-30s onwards, I want to say. Early 40s, latest? I think if we can say 5% of our patients are in their mid-30s, but the majority is like from 40 up, 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 up. And um, this and is where libido, and let mm. me just, let, let me just give you the, the medical kind of jargon of libido. Sexual thoughts and fantasies. That is what libido is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not your sex drive, which is how much sex or how often you want to have sex. This is for how often you think about, um, Sex and sexual acts and sexual fantasies, that's libido. It's a higher function. It's something that happens in the brain. Mm, mm. Okay. So here we have a beautiful, beautiful treatment for it. Um, we've spoken about sexual hypo desire disorder. Did I get that Correct, right? Yeah. It's always difficult for me to remember all those words in in. Order, sexual hypo, sexual hypo desire disorder, low libido. And this we know through scientific studies and publications, the best way to treat this, the safest way to treat this is with injectable testosterone. And that's one of the, just one of the things that we do in our, in our and practice. Education. Um, and yeah, you know what, Elise, you're phenomenal with that. Um, we you know what, we, we, we teach our patients that it's okay to yeah. have sexual feelings and desires. Um, let's, let's carry on from there. Um, the sexual act for women, unlike men, you know what, you get a hard on, um, and you know what, once it's there, Okay, now I need to stimulate it and I stimulate myself until orgasm. Yeah. It can take me um, less than a minute in the shower. 100%. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's quick or as, as quick or as long as you want it to. For women, this is not the case, Elise. Am I correct? No, you're wrong. Okay, silence. <laughs> I, I wish Elise, you could I see. just want you to know this is probably the first time. <laughs> Let's be gentle with Mark. <laughs> <laughs> well, your face was just as surprised as mine. <laughs> okay, you're wrong. Explain, yes. please. You're wrong because it 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 depends how you, as a woman, um, uh, know yourself. You know how what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And yes, you can reach an orgasm within a minute. And yes, you can stretch it out until 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It's in your mm. power to do that. You can reach multiple orgasms. See, that's what we can't do. Women have it nice. Absolutely. Besides the fact that we can stand and pee, you know what? I do think that they have it a little bit better. Mm. There's different approaches. There's different ways of doing things. It's... It's a sexual or intimacy maturity. Ah, which I like that term, mm, Se- mm. Uh, intimacy maturity. And you can only reach that as a woman when you know and love yourself. And by knowing yourself, this is what you mean. Take a hand mirror and actually go and look what and what look and see and take naughty quacky yellow. Yeah, and and. Accept what it is. Women don't look at their vaginas because it's ugly. Why? That's the word they use. I mean, it's 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 who you are. It's part of you. It's. But but you know, it, I, Elise, I think what they also say it's it's very much the, the thing about don't touch the role. Yeah. We have been. Um, or women have been socialized into believing the vagina is an is ugly. So is this why sexual rejuvenation, vaginal rejuvenation, has become such a a, a prominent uh, procedure 
in aesthetic and reconstructive medicine. Absolutely. It's like a woman. So what are we doing about, I, I know there's scrotox, but have you ever looked at an old man's scrotum? It's not a nice picture to look at. But that's a Day man's in the perception. Shower, that. That's a man's perception. Yeah. For us women, there's actually nothing wrong with that. For me, most women complain it's just in the way. Well, well, you know, it's fine. Then put a racket around it or something. <laughs> but if you are in the moment... <laughs> I've just got a visual. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Elise, you do know that when we get back to the office, Dante is going to explain to you exactly what you just said. <laughs> Dante is our producer. <laughs> um. I think what one needs to realize is it's a sexual organ. What does a sexual organ do? It excites you. Mm. Mm. That's what it is. It doesn't matter how it looks. It doesn't matter if it's flappy, if it's got five centimeter labias, if yeah, it's got, or outies. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It's a sexual organ. It is part of us. It's the biggest part of our mm. being because it connects this part, the, the south part connects with the north part, if you mean, know what I mean. So it's what connects with your, your Brain. psyche. Mm. Precisely. Okay. So we're running out of time and we haven't given some of the, the treatment options that we have. Okay. First, explore your body. Be comfortable with exploring your body. That's, that's in number one. I, the the shock on my patients' faces when I say, I'm doing this for you, but you need to do your homework as well. And then they say, what homework do you want from me? And then I explain to them what they need to do. Mm-hmm. To, For instance, say we do the Renew shot, which is known as the O shot internationally. I tell them, it can't work optimally if you don't stimulate that area that you were injected because we want new tissue formed. We want new blood flow, etc. Et we want new nerves mm. formed. We want um, new tissue formed. And if you don't play with yourself, love yourself You won't get the benefit of this treatment In other words, ladies um, Vibrators And if you don't want to go and buy a vibrator An electric toothbrush works wonders But the other side <laughs> you're, you're I think they would work that out for themselves <laughs> Gosh, it smells like fluor- fluoride <laughs> I can tell a joke, but I'll tell it off air. <laughs> so, um, Elise, then that's, that's you know number one. Explore works. your body. You know what else works, and it's exciting as well, is wrap double wrap around your two fingers, your index finger and your middle th- finger. Oh, wow. Is that why Alice has bubble wrap in her office? And it, it pops. Oh, Mark, Alice I is going to clap you when you get to, back. I don't need to say more. It pops like boom, boom, boom. It's lovely. Sounds Okay sure. Now Then we We get some of our Treatments For patients Who have Painful Dry Uncomfortable Intercourse um, And There we talk about Plated rich plasma Yes um, PRP And you know But we've spoken about it So many times In In so many different fields Anything from Hair rejuvenation And We We getting some Phenomenal speakers uh, In uh, And guests In the next couple of weeks Where we will Speak about PRP again But these are neurologists And orthopedic surgeons For instance mm. um, But Platelet-rich plasma, which is something that comes from yourself. It comes from your own body. We take your blood, we spin it, we take the platelets in the plasma, and we inject it into compromised tissue where it regenerates um, and invigorates new blood flow, new nerve endings, the formation of new tissue. Um, and I think we need to explain, um, I think, compromised tissue in the sense of, of a dry, cracking, 
um, vagina is compromised tissue. But you do get your patients that doesn't have that, but they don't have the sensation. sensation. And very compromised the nerve endings. Yes, but yeah, I just wanted to explain that as well. Mm. And the first thing they say to me after the treatment, two or three days later, I love this full feeling I have again in my vagina. Full feeling. Full feeling. They are aware that so, so the nerves, So the nerves are, are, are engaging. Correct. Oh, sounds amazing. Mm. Hmm. I, you know what? It's not only for those women who still are hung up about their partners and what it looks like for them. I can tell you that for your sexual partner, the experience is tightness, fullness, uh, Wetness And it feels younger mm-hmm. That's the feedback that we get from our sexual partners And these are women in their 50s and 60s Sure I mean, which you you can imagine Especially if you've been in a long-term sexual relationship with somebody You've, you've noticed the decline uh, and I'm talking for from both a man, parties. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absol- absolutely. And sudden, suddenly you get this invigoration. Something's new. Something feels different. I mean, let's, you know, that takes away some of the hunt for men, <laughs> if you, if you know, <laughs> and women per se. If, if you, if you enjoying something new, it's feeling different. The reactions become different. And that's so important, which will keep the relationship and the sexual relationship alive. It's about self-confidence as well in the end. Yes. It, yeah. You feel self-confident again because you don't know what's going on there because you don't look and you don't feel. Mm. But as you know yourself, get to know yourself, look at it, feel at it, feel it, enjoy it, then the self-confidence start. And I think it just also comes along with general well-being. If, mm, if you're absolutely. leading a, a full or fuller sexual life, your general well-being is so much better. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, it's sex releases so many endorphins, mm. uh, feel-good hormones. Um, it's, you know, it, we all, we sometimes make a joke, uh, about women that the next day, are glowing. Mm. Uh, yes, you are. You are yeah. actually glowing because Pog. There, there is um, a release of feel-good hormones that stimulates the brain mm. to function better. Yeah. And you know what? It's good for your skin. It's good exercise. It's good. It's good for everything. I'm talking sex, not semen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the definitive word. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> hey, semen has a lot. It's it's got tightening effects. It's if you've run out of hair gel, it's all. <laughs> We are getting facetious. No, we have five minutes to wrap up. Chris, am I right? Yeah, we have, yeah. So, Ilya, um, let's, let's, let's summarize this. We need another sexual revolution. We need women, men to start talking openly about sex with themselves in a, in, in a safe environment within your relationship. Mm. Yes. We need our our educators, our parents, our guardians to teach us about sex responsibly. Correct. Um, not te- censoriously. So, so not saying you know you can't do it and it's wrong, but enjoy it, but do it safely. Yes. Sorry. Just yeah, no, you know what, Chris? It's absolutely that. You know. I think when we were children, my brother got a book. I didn't even get the book. I got nothing. <laughs> because oh, your dear, brother would have told you. That Where did the, I come from? That was how it worked in the olden days. Yeah. The the elder siblings will tell the rest of the no, family. No, we don't talk about that. Yeah, but that was we that talk was about um, you know what. 
uh, who's taking dad's car tonight without him knowing, but not <laughs> yeah, anything but, but, else. But, but, but I mean, without, without being funny, it's, it's very much learnt at school, you, a, a lot of the time, or through peers, you know, and that, that's where the, all the misinformation comes that in. That is yeah. where the misinformation Absolutely. comes, and that is where the, I think <clears throat> today we, we confront it with, um, the, Availability of of sex on the internet oh, and such and unreal sex is uh, it, it it's completely staged. That is not real life. Mm. Um, and so I want to interject there as well to say, you know, the the picture that you get on social media, TV, whatever, is not the real thing. And if you think that's what the real life is all about, then you already have a. A wrong idea Absolutely. of what sex but is about. But isn't that exactly what is happening today? Yeah, but the problem with with this is that people are searching for that type of the ideal relationship, and then they go on to different types of unacceptable sexual relationship. Anything is fine if it's adult consent. I I, I am absolutely for it, but if you go out of um, and I'm not saying the normal sexual activities, um, then you become addictive to that type of. Yeah, well, you're chasing dog. a dream. You, 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 yeah. you, you start chasing a dream, especially with the, 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 a lot of pornography. You, you, you're chasing a dream. I mean, I keep ordering pizzas. It never happens for me when the pizza delivery boy arrives. <laughs> <laughs> Try a plumber. <laughs> okay, thanks. Is it, can I have a script, please, doctor? <laughs> Try a plumber. You know, maybe that will work. Okay, Elise. Um, can I just also say something? Mm. We started off with saying vaginal rejuvenation is the hype now in. In aesthetics everywhere Medicine Some gynecologists are doing it And wonderful There's nothing wrong with it But I do think it's a loose standing topic If you don't work on the sexual revolution That we're talking about People um, Maybe uh, If I can use an analogy If a woman goes for breast implants They've got <clears throat> This idea Now that my life is going to change mm. No, it's not. It does a little bit. They get a little bit of self-confidence, but it doesn't speak to the core of the problem. It doesn't and speak to you as a person. Correct. It speaks to how many people are looking to me. Correct. So vaginal rejuvenation, I think we should look at to add to that. It's not about what it looks like because that's for you and your partner to you to look at in the mirror and for your partner to look at when he wants to look at that. But you know it functioning. Let's let's repair the function and you know it get hold of us. Get hold of us at the the, the T Clinic and renew her. Mm. Easy O one O eight two four one three nine three, and or just go online for for the tea, cl tea clinic, tea clinic, yeah, and and you it, it will all come up, guys. It's been a fabulous show. I've loved every minute, Elise. I love having you on the show, <laughs> and uh, Mark, we'll see you next week. We'll be here next week. Um, I I at the moment it's it's escaped me what we're talking I know, about. We need next to. Week. I must get a list because we. Booked so far in advance, and I can never remember where we are in the in the schedule. But, but um, we'll be back next week. We definitely will. Lise, thank you thank very you, much. Chris. And everybody, it's been amazing to have you here. Thank you. This has been the Tea Health Show with Dr. Mark and Chris Haven Smith, sponsored by the Tea Clinic. For more information, contact admin at theteaclinic.com.